Hey guys, welcome back to the show. My name is Lauren and this is Liam. Hey. We have a very spicy show for you guys, so we really appreciate you tuning in and a big thank you especially to our live viewers. So I guess to get right into it, the first story we're going to be talking about is Mia Khalifa. She recently gave an interview discussing her life after porn. If you're not familiar with her yet, she is an infamous porn star who no longer does porn. Uh, then we're going to be talking about Epstein's suicide for our audio listeners the suicide is very much in quotes and uh some conspiracy theories that are swirling around it maybe some not so conspiracy theories then miley cyrus and liam hemsworth they have broken up very sadly we're going to talk about what that may mean for the dating world if any of you guys are still single and looking for a partner we have some warning signs to tell you about and uh then we're going to finish off by talking about memes and whether they radicalize people i feel like the whole meme and radicalization thing is a common thread these past few years yeah i think so too yeah usually from people that don't understand how technology works I yeah think. or how radicalization works yeah or white supremacy just n none of it being understood by the, people who are talking the most are about problem. it <laughs> yes um and before we go any further though do just want to remind you guys if you like this show please be sure to like share and subscribe helps us out a ton since youtube has uh, not been so kind to content like ours lately actually there was a project veritas leak I think it was today about that. If you guys haven't seen it yet, you should check it out. The censorship is real. Um, but yeah, you know, sharing this video, YouTube, no, sorry, not on YouTube, uh, Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, any external platform really helps us. And uh, if you're watching live and you want to chip in, you can also send us a super chat. We're going to be going through all of those after the hour. So be sure to stay on the stream. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go the extra mile, you can always head on over to blazetv.com slash Lauren and subscribe using the code Lauren. You save money on your annual subscription and you get to help us keep the lights on over here. You also get a ton Absolutely. of other great shows. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Mia Khalifa, if you, if you don't know who she is, uh, she's or at least she was a porn star. Uh, in 2014, she started out her career in porn her yeah it was a lot of briefer stint than i thought it was really. yeah so she she was only in it for about three to four months which isn't very long but from what i've read about like women who are in porn or like cam girls they're they're not really long careers right there's not a long not a lot of longevity in those types of mm. things which depending on how you look at it might actually be a positive thing if people don't have to stay in it forever but then it makes you wonder if they were being exploited into being it in the first place it's Hard conversation anyway. So the reason why she's gotten so much attention, because there are tons of porn stars out there who we've probably never even heard of. But uh, in 2014, she made, I think it was a film video. I don't know what you call these porn projects. A scene? A scene, yeah. A scene. An, an adult romance documentary uh, wearing a hijab. So she performed in the hijab and this went viral because obviously it's pretty controversial. We have some footage of it. Obviously not the x-rated stuff but just the uh the acting leading up to it so you yeah, guys can the get plot, a feel the actual plot the plot you know there's uh it's 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 g-rated this stuff i guess or close maybe pg-13 yeah there's nothing okay. bad in it but i yeah. think i think you guys should see see this if, if you haven't already it's pretty funny oh, oh. got it my boyfriend that's my cock well, if he's just man, why he, it was just in my mouth? Because you put him in there. You provoked him. Well, you know, let him decide what he wants. Maybe a, a little girl like you or a woman just like that me. That is ridiculous. You can't provoke a man and then say what? he doesn't want you. Fucking prove it. Get him off. Okay. Uh, what do you want me to say? This is ludicrous. 
That, that's why I wanted to leave. But I'll accept the challenge. If it means I can keep dating him after. So some lovely people have taken all of the non-sexual aspects, aspects of that video and put them up on YouTube. From what I gather, there's a, a mother and a daughter who are yeah. Muslim and the daughter brings home this guy and the mom, I think, tries to seduce him. But then apparently like, pretty successfully. Yeah, pretty successfully. And, uh, and then she challenges the daughter to seduce him as mothers often do. Um, this was not a popular video in the Muslim world. And, uh, you know, someone actually I, got paid to write that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were looking that up as we were trying to figure out all the, the pay for for everyone involved, I guess, yeah. the porn industry and um, writers, according to CNNBC, for uh, porn movies, I guess, make about 250 to $400 per shot. And that's pretty impressive considering... Considering what that... The what, quality just, of yeah. writing is so abysmal. It's like... Well, that's what... When you told me that, I couldn't believe it because I write articles on the side and the first article that I ever wrote, they offered to pay me $70. <laughs> so... It was, <laughs> and that mean, requires actual work. Yeah, I had to do actual research for that. Like, I don't know. I feel like I could have, excuse the expression, but like banged that out, that scene, writing it in like five minutes. Gosh, $400. Uh, clearly, they're not screening these women uh, based on acting abilities. Um, anyway, so yeah. once... Once that video was released, it got a lot of attention, went viral. Um, Mia Khalifa, who plays the daughter in that, she ended up being banned from several Muslim countries. She mm. got ISIS death threats. It kind of... Which is kind of funny because, right, I mean, you have to point out that in order for them to know... <laughs> they have to be watching. They have before. to be watching, right? So it's like... Well, to, in, in how... fairness to them, not that I'm trying to defend the jihadis, but CNN did report on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know who... Yeah, because I mean, I guess at some point down the line, someone who Let's was be real, though, Muslim must have watched it. They yeah, definitely probably. watched it. They're definitely angry at the white guy. They're yeah. Like, Darn it. <laughs> um, yeah, so her face ended up plastered all over the news. And what's interesting is, like you mentioned before, she ended up leaving porn pretty soon after. So now this mm. girl has this huge reputation as a porn star. She's infamous. She was really only in this for like, I think, three to four months. And I did seven scenes, I think I saw on IMDb. Yeah, which... Like for the reputation that I had heard of her before was a lot shorter and a lot fewer scenes than I would have imagined. Um, so now this is five years later. She's in the news again because she she did this interview where she kind of, it's like a bear all, excuse the expression again, where she talks about her experience in the porn industry and what her life has been like since she left it. And, uh, you know, she's still going, I think Mia Khalifa is her porn name, not her actual name. Yeah. 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 So she's still going by her porn name, which we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit. But here she posted this series of tweets uh, on her Twitter account, kind of discussing what her experience was like in the industry. Uh, she says, people think I'm raking in millions from porn. Completely untrue. I made a total of around $12,000 in the industry and never saw a penny again after that. Difficulty finding a normal job after quitting porn was scary. Um, to clarify, I was never promised millions, nor do I expect it. I'm just clarifying common misconceptions about me and in turn about the industry. I was involved in porn so briefly, but my actions spread like wildfire and I continue to be ranked, truly baffles me, five years after leaving the industry. This is why people think I still perform. Um, so the, yeah, that was actually, I think, a misconception a lot of people had yeah. when this interview came out. They thought that she was still performing when apparently mm -hmm. she's she's been out a long time ago and this, she's not the first person who was in porn to come out and then kind of 
speak against the industry in a not very flattering way. I mean, she in that interview, I watched all of it. I didn't think I would, but I, it was interesting. Uh, it's like, a, like an hour and a half yeah, long, almost no, less than a, less than an hour and a half. It's around an hour long. And I mean, in it, she talks about what her experience was. And she says that uh, the male performers were very nice. And she says that she kept going back to it kind of because during the shoots on those days, like they would make a big deal over her. People were doing her hair, her makeup. Uh, you know, there are people going out to get her lunch and bring it back to the set. She was getting a lot of attention and validation that I think she'd never had. Um, so it was interesting to see her perspective of what it was like to go into that. But since she posted these tweets and did this interview a lot of people have been a little bit critical of her for various reasons we have some of the reactions here uh this one person says mia khalifa finding a job after quitting porn is so hard but i want to keep my porn star name because it made me famous interviewer c's name we don't want to hire someone so publicly associated with the adult industry and then mia khalifa attached was the uh shock pikachu png there uh, another person said also you're number two on Pornhub." On Pornhub, that pays broad. Stop using porn to regain clout. You're not allowed to bash us and then use us to get talked about again with your bland scenes. Okay, so a little bit of criticism over her performances there. Mm -hmm. uh, it that was from Big Red Ho, by the way. Is she a, is she a thing? No, I don't know. I just wanted to mention her name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that kind of surprised me as well, hearing that she only made $12,000. I mean, it, it did and it didn't because if anyone, I've talked about this documentary before, has seen um, Hot Girls Wanted, which was, I think it's it's on Netflix. I think it was also made by them. It explores um, the girls' experiences in, am I think it's like amateur porn. So right. it's not like a big studio. It seems like just random people. Mm. I don't know if that was Mia's experience. I think there were bigger studios involved as well. But yeah. I, I have no idea about that. There was also, I think, Life After Porn and Life After Porn 2 or something yeah. like that. Documentaries about similar things um, but how yeah, women are treated in the industry. Some people are questioning the $12,000. But if she only did seven movies. Yeah, well, according to the same pay chart yeah. that I was looking at CNNBC, um, female performers, depending on the scene, because they get paid differently depending on type of scene i guess uh, depending yeah. on the scene they can make anywhere between 300 to 1500 dollars on average you know oh, there, there i don't are want to think about what outliers. the 1500 entails well apparently no apparently you could make like 2500 dollars, but that's when i think the term was that's what they do is not good for polite conversation as so, opposed to the rest of the as stuff, opposed to the rest of that so imagine totally, it's got to yeah. be it's whatever big red hoe is doing i guess you know um <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, people weren't that happy with her. Um, we have some more to say about it, but let's, she attached a little video teasing the interview. Let's take a look at that first. Hey y'all. So what you're about to watch is a small clip from an interview I did with my friend Megan. In this clip, I talk about what it was like for me to adjust after I decided to leave porn. Uh, it wasn't all sunshine and flowers. It was actually very difficult to get back into the workforce. So you give the letter and then what? It was terrifying because I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I had a huge gap period in my resume. Yeah, I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, they came at me with uh, an offer to kind of still be making money while I figured out what I was going to do and found a job, um, which was to keep the link uh, to the site in my bio on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, for as long as I could. 
So, like I mentioned before, Mia Khalifa is not the first woman who used to be in porn and is now kind of speaking out against it. Jen- Jenna Jameson um, is probably one of the most famous slash infamous porn stars that there is, uh, along with maybe Linda Lovelace, who also afterwards spoke out against the industry. And anytime I, I see one of these women on social media or kind of sharing their experiences, there are always a lot of people like Big Red Ho who are very critical yeah. of her. And look... Maybe their experiences are different than hers, but I feel like at this point, there are so many women who say the same things after having been in it, where it's, okay, even if that's not your experience, I don't think you can dismiss them entirely about what they've no. gone through and the problems well, that they highlight. What someone like, I think, Big Red Ho, which we keep talking about, is was doing there, I think in large part was it's a business move, right? Yeah. I tweet on a, on a Mia Khalifa tweet and I say, here's my channel which I think pretty sure after that segment, she literally did link to her channel. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not even sure if she cares as much as it's just a business move, part of it. For a lot of these people, you know, it's yeah. like, here, come watch me. Because I think, at least it, it, for some people, it can be very lucrative. In fact, one of the problems that I did have with what Mia was saying, and maybe I'm completely off base with it, was she is, her account is ranked number two in all of Pornhub and all of everything. But I don't know how it's monetized. It could be it could be that the businesses are claiming all the the, the revenue yeah, from because, that because it has almost it has like more than three quarters of a billion views. Dang! Uh, so that's a lot of views. Yeah. And um, but and I think she was also a cam model following that as well. But I well, don't know what that means either. I I don't know. Yeah, like I, I don't feel know like if that cam model just, could mean could mean a lot of things. Yeah. But I, I mean, yeah. But uh, the the thing with the Pornhub account and. I mean, because it could be that she was just paid for the scenes, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. a agency or studio, whatever it might have been, might have then been in charge of uploading it and monetizing. Oh that yeah, account. absolutely. Like, she make she might not make a penny from that. That's exactly. definitely possible. Like, I mean, this is I don't know. This is the only example I can think of. Not that there's any relation between these two things, but I know Tommy Laren. She didn't actually own her own Facebook page. Yeah. Um, uh, that's pretty common with a lot of different types of talent. Maybe that was the case with her. It's it's de- uh, yeah like I said I don't know what the monetization was yeah. like for her. Um, but I think just in general, a lot of the replies that I w- was seeing was that people felt that she was talking bad about the porn industry while still using the fame that it got her. Yeah, well she does she does use the name right, and yeah, that's the problem. And she's not shy to wear low cut tops that's and true. what have you. Uh, I mean, listen, that it, it kind of throws me for, for a, a loop, loop as yeah. well. You know what you know what I mean? I I, I definitely. Do sympathize with women that are abused with that industry, though. Mm-hmm. In that well, industry. yeah, she has a uh, BBC kind of did a little bit of a write up of some of her criticisms about the porn industry. And uh, here, what they say is former top porn actress Mia Khalifa has called out pornography companies that, quote, prey on ca- callow young women. The 26-year-old says the corporations trap women legally into contracts when they're vulnerable. Mia spent just three months working in the porn industry before leaving in 2015, but she remains a highly ranked star on site Pornhub. Speaking in an interview with her friend Megan Abbott, Mia says she hasn't yet accepted her past. Mia has usually avoided speaking about her career in porn, but says she's ready to shed light on every questionable moment from my past because if I own it, it can't be used against me. She's one of the most viewed porn stars of all time, but Mia says that didn't necessarily equate to payment. She says she only made around $12,000 during her time. Um, So yeah, she does talk about... um, Oh yeah, sorry, There's that article also continues that there is a, still an active website under her name. She says she doesn't own or profit from. 
she says, all I've wanted these last years is for the site to be changed from my direct name. Um, so apparently other people, it seems, are still making money off of the work that she does. Doesn't surprise me. She what, did. She signed that. Or yeah, she, is, she, right? she did you know, sign that. Be... Um, but I, the conversation that I kind of want to have in having watched her interview and stuff is what it's like for these women after they do porn. Yeah. Right. Because I think she is someone who, regardless of how you feel about her past actions, mm. I'm not, I don't condone becoming a porn actress, but she was in it for three months, five years ago, and she's still very much branded for that forever. Um, yeah. She mentioned that uh, after porn, her first regular job again was as a, at a, as a paralegal at a regular office. And she was there, I think six months before the company she was working for closed down. And I think now she's doing like sports broadcasting oh, or commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I can't imagine that it would be hard to not only find work, but also a relationship. She mentioned in the interview that she's engaged now, which is yeah. nice for her. But she did say that obviously with her past dating was kind of a hurdle. I can imagine. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I and I no. mean... It's kind of hard because I under I completely understand. I'm not saying like if you don't date a porn star, you're a bad person. But just like as society, I feel like when these women who used to be in porn try to move past it and share their experiences, the things that happened to them, I, I think we should listen. And I think we should be willing to say, OK, these three months don't need to define you for the rest of your Absolutely. life. Absolutely, I agree. But I would definitely like to see her not use that name, though, because that is definitely yeah. affiliated massively. Yeah, I can't. I can't see. I mean, I'm sure that even I think it was with Barstool. I could be completely wrong that she gets got the sports uh, gig, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that that was largely because of that name. Yeah, that has a lot of clout. Well, uh, I think she said you know? before the hijab thing blew up, she had like 400 followers on Instagram. She now has over 10 million, I think, and obviously. Mm. That's a, lot. a lot that's of that money, that's know, money well. yeah exactly so i mean it is kind of hard to say this isn't me anymore but you can't deny that you got your platform from this yeah exactly yeah. so she wants the she wants to eat her cake and have it too yes you know, which is, is, is what i feel right now but i do think that it. that's an exception because she's the only one i know like that that wants to move past porn but keep the name where most women just want to move past porn mm -hmm. and we don't always let them, right? Yeah, and I so think... So that's, that's, I think, the, what you're trying to point out. Yeah, I mentioned Jenna Jameson before. So mm. she was one of the biggest names in porn, I think in, what, the 90s or something like that? I don't know. Anyway, um, so she was very famous, and she ended up... The way that she... I hate of, I'm the resident expert, by the way. I don't know. You're a guy. I assume <laughs> like this is popular. No, I mean, I, I get know. it, but I'm also like, what the heck? <laughs> Come you on, know? porn encyclopedia, clearly, as a guy. No, um, so she, I think made a lot of money when she sold a website that she had made that was kind of like a porn subscription website. So she made a lot of money and she just got out of the industry. And now I follow her on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you know, she's found her faith. She's a mom. She's uh, kind of conservative, actually, if you follow her tweets. And she has some really great things to say. But I see so often, I think Chenk Uger specifically is guilty of this, when she'll say something someone doesn't like, the first thing so many people will throw in her face is a... <coughs> Sorry well, I saw you get, you know, such and such by these guys. And it's like, come on. I mean, even yeah. if she was still doing porn, does the first thing, the first rebuttal to her need to be to degrade her like that? Especially since right. she, it's been a long time since she hasn't done that. I mean, I think it's a double de degradation. That's the way we need to look at that, right? Yeah. It's she like, did sure, it. she, she, yeah, you could say that, enough. but also like, dude, you're watching that. Like you sweaty little, yeah. you know? And that's what kind of bothers me um, with a lot of the people who I see 
really shaming Mia for her past, what she's done. And again, like, I'm not condoning it. I'm just trying to appreciate a person who wants to move on from it. It's like, are we going to talk at all about the role that viewers have to play in this? Mm-hmm. Right? Because what how, a quarter of a billion views, you said, or more than that? No, a three quarters of a billion. It's three, more like yeah. 800 million, So right? three quarters of a billion views, people who've watched her, um, like, who, who are these people? Like, you, I'm not saying that watching porn is akin to making porn at the same way that obviously doing drugs is different than dealing drugs, but you can't deny that you're involved with the system, no, it's, right? It's like watching say, child pornography is illegal because you encourage child pornography to be made. Exactly. By watching pornography, you encourage pornography to be made. Of course, mm-hmm. that's just Yeah, and so it just economics. It, it frustrated me seeing some of the people being rude or like seeing some of the people who are rude to, to Jenna Jameson. It's like, I know you've watched their stuff, so you're happy to watch the content that they produce, but then you're going to look down their nose, your nose at them, even though right. they're trying to move past it and you're still very clearly happy to have watched it. And in the case of Chank, she's way out of your league as well. Oh, yeah, so for like, sure. it's like a little bit of jealousy going on there too, maybe. Yeah. Um. So this interview that she did, I think it has over a million views so far. Um. You know, this may very well just be a way to promote her new sports commentary career. Um. But I, I thought it was interesting to watch. I'm like very... I don't know, it, just concerned about the women who who go into porn. Again, this has nothing to do with like, I want to support the porn industry, but for the people who are actually in it, I, I worry for them. I worry what their lives have been like before that, that have led them to believing that this is maybe the best choice for them or their only choice. I worry that they're being treated okay. And I feel like... I think they're also sold a bit of a lie a lot of the times from mm-hmm. what I've heard. So Yeah, and know. that's why it's it's a lot of the documentaries that I've seen about it, it's kind of sobering because porn has become so common like it's i mean pornhub is like one of the biggest sites it, it's, it's got a huge twitter following yeah it's, it's like more it's... and more mainstream i mean even like game of thrones was hiring like porn actresses to do oh. the the background shots with all the nudity a lot of them were former oh, yeah. porn actresses yeah, yeah, yeah. um but i don't think we spend enough time addressing the reality of life for the the women especially who are involved in it yeah yeah so that i mean we've been wanting to do a segment on porn for yeah, a while we will at some point talk about maybe like the health the, perspectives and of, how it affects your viewers. relationships or, as yeah, well sure um but yeah this was just something that i i saw it and i immediately kind of felt bad for her not not that she wasn't responsible for making her own choices or anything like that but it's just I don't know. I'm very much someone who believes that you should be able to move on from something that you're not proud of in your past. And I, I hope she's able to do that now. She seems to be happy, right? She's engaged, which is nice. From a guy who she says uh, didn't know about her past before they met. You are you doubt that, but I think it's totally possible. You're cute. No, but like she was ranked on Pornhub. That doesn't mean like every guy on earth has seen her videos. No. No, but the likelihood he's a young dude, he's tattooed, and he's like, you know, he's quarter of a billion views. Sorry, th- sorry, almost almost a, a billion views. Yeah, but I'm, like I'm guessing a lot of those views are probably like repeaters. Listen, I, I knew about her. I don't her. know if you I, do I'm, that with porn scenes, but like if, you know, like I mean, when you I'm like sure a that music it, video. You, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, if you're watching this, we'd love to know your thoughts about it. Obviously, people are pretty interested in her story. A lot of people watch that interview and... Uh, I mean, I would say that I'd be like interested in looking at her future work, but I, I don't care about sports either. So I don't even know if she does, you know, but maybe she does. I, don't I know. think I think honestly, it's probably a really she smart could still move. be a multifaceted person and have been in porn. Yeah, I mean, I think that she'll bring in viewers. That's yeah. what I think. That's what I think. Smart. The, the overlap between sports watchers and that is watchers true. It's probably probably, probably a smart high. move, actually. Yeah. Um, okay, so our next story is 
Epstein. Um, so yeah. people are still engrossed about this. We're gonna have a conversation about. I felt like we had to address it. I really did. Yeah, and we haven't yet because yeah. there are sometimes where stories come out at weird times for our show schedule. It's yeah. like dang. Okay, so we're talking about it now. Um, we're gonna talk about whether it's a conspiracy theory or not to believe that he was murdered. But first, we're gonna just make sure everyone is caught up on some of the latest details with the case because mm -hmm. stuff has been kind of been released day to day. Um, so according to the intelligencer. CBS News reported for Epstein that there was shrieking and shouting when Epstein's body was discovered uh, the following day after he was found dead. Guards were heard attempting to revive him, saying, breathe, Epstein, breathe. BuzzFeed revealed on Tuesday that purported details about Epstein's death were posted on 4chan less than 40 minutes before ABC News broke the story on Saturday morning. So that's kind of weird. Yeah. It's like, was a prison guard, like, found it's him dead? It's gotta be something like that. And then went know? on 4chan to tell everybody? Right. Um, don't ask me how I know, the poster said, but Epstein died an hour ago from hanging, cardiac arrest, screen cap this, reads the post, which was published along with an image of Pepe, the mascot of right-wing trolls. When others said they did not believe the original poster, the person added additional information about procedures supposedly used in an effort to revive Epstein. On Sunday evening, New York medical examiner Barbara Sampson announced that she had completed an autopsy of Epstein under the observation of a private pathologist, but that she needed more information before she could officially determine his cause of death, which is not abnormal. Three weeks before his death, on July 23rd, Epstein had been found um, and determined... Sorry, I think there was a little bit of a skip, but uh, after he was found, there was... I think bruising around his neck. Yeah. He was later determined. He was found uh, partially unconscious with bruising yeah. around his neck. After three weeks that he was no longer at risk of harming himself. The Wall Street Journal reported on Monday that Epstein's lawyers had requested he be removed from suicide watch. That to me is really, really strange because. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you're Jeffrey Epstein, which I'm still confused as to why he would be suicidal at all. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what he was in for was pretty bad, but still I would think that suicide was especially worse. with the cards he could theoretically play right um so to be requesting on his behalf to be removed from suicide watch if i were jeffrey epstein i would would have wanted as many people as many eyes on me as physically possible um the new york times reported on sunday that it is standard practice at the facility for inmates who have been on suicide watch to then be housed with other inmates Epstein was placed in a cell with another inmate at first, but that inmate was later transferred out of the special housing unit, leaving Epstein alone in the cell, which reportedly had a metal door and a small glass window. It was not clear why Epstein was not immediately assigned another cellmate. On a side note, that prisoner that he was in a room with, like, looked like the caricature of the prisoner that you do not want to be in a room with. He mm. was like an ex-cop. Like, I think he'd been charged with the murder of four people. And his, oh, his, his arms were like my torso, each, each arm. So it was it was like the guy you do not want to be in a prison cell with. But um, he claims to have saved Epstein, I think, the first time. Anyways, I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, you uh, don't want to be with that guy. In addition, MCC guards are supposed to check on inmates in the special housing unit every 30 minutes, but reportedly failed to do so on Friday night. It is not yet confirmed how that was allowed to happen either. So suspicious. Mm -hmm. According to Serene Gregg, the president of the union that represents the MCC's employees, the two guards do not normally work as correctional officers, though they were trained to do so. Again, strange. On Tuesday, the New York Times reported that the two guards in Epstein's jail unit fell asleep and failed to check on him for about three hours. In an apparent cover-up attempt, they falsified records to hide their mistake. The New York Post reported on Sunday that no surveillance video exists of Epstein's death. 
According to the Post sources, there are indeed video cameras in the section of the MCC where Epstein was housed on Friday night, but none target the inside or outside of the cells there. Mm -hmm. So he was apparently like in a blind spot. So some pretty strange stuff there. Like this guy was the most high profile inmate yeah, in the country. Yeah, that's the big thing, right? Where it's like this guy, you would think he would get almost a royal treatment by everybody in that jail in terms of like, we have to make sure that this guy makes it to trial. Right. Absolutely. Right. But there was a whole slew of exceptions that happened there that yeah. it just seems like a like, very happy coincidence. Guards were not technically correctional officers. They didn't check on him. He didn't have a cellmate. There's cameras, but not pointing toward his cell or in his cells. Like there's, there's a lot of things. He was just removed from suicide right. watch. And I'm sorry, but why does he... Like, even if he's not on suicide watch specifically, like, are you just giving him, like, a bunch of laces and, like, belts? How, how, yeah, did, how did he physically How did he also get, yeah, get to commit suicide? And I guess the other part is, I mean, he might have thought his life sucked and or whatever was depressed, tried to kill himself. But also, it's like, he had a pretty strong hand to play in terms of he could right, ride out Right, you have a lot of leverage if you're Jeffrey Epstein. Like... And if you're thinking like conspiracy brain, like, okay, someone threatened that they would kill his family or something like that if he didn't, uh, you know hang himself he doesn't have kids or a wife either mm -hmm. right so it's like there's i don't know how you really get too much leverage on epstein at this point so right. it's interesting i mean i have no idea what the heck happened there but it seems like there's a, a ton of happy coincidences you right know? and that's the thing i don't think we're ever gonna actually know what happened there just no. because i have no trust in i guess the justice system or a lack of corruption um but what's been interesting to me is seeing the media and versus public reaction to it because yeah. if you go on social media pretty much everyone is in agreement like libertarian conservative liberal right wing left wing doesn't matter this is this is weird this yeah. does not add up uh but if you watch something like cnn msnbc they're just like straight up yep he's dead yeah Funny that. And, you know, Ben Shapiro did a segment. security. Yeah, yeah. Hate that. Ben Shapiro did a segment on this. And I love Ben Shapiro, but he, he in the segment, he was kind of dismissing the conspiracy theories. He was saying yeah. that it's easy, like it's much more likely to believe that this is just incompetence than anything malicious. And look, I love Ben Shapiro, but and I, I'm fully ready to believe that people are incompetent. But this is just a lot of incompetence, like a yeah. lot and of something that like I want to say, like. A lot of people already thought he was going to die. Yeah. In fact, what's really strange is like on the night that he he did commit suicide, we were moving Lauren um, and one of our friends was talking about, oh yeah, he'll be dead within a year. Oh yeah. And, and I was like, it's not okay, let's, there's not really that much corruption and stuff going on. Like, all right, that's a, your conspiracy meme I guess. Yeah. And then whatever. the next day. And then literally we wake up the next day and I'm like, he's, he's literally dead. Yeah. Like it, it was like, uh, yeah, so it was... It, mind-boggling and even if you like apply Occam's razor to this and you're like wow it's simpler if there's just incompetence and he it's like it's actually a pretty simple thing knowing how many high-level connections he had what he was being right, accused like, of to me and, this like, isn't like I, I would want to agree with the simplest explanation to me it is a very simple explanation that a bunch of really wealthy powerful people didn't want him to testify or go to trial yes to me like that's super that's, simple I don't I don't know why that's so crazy to believe. Um, and, you know, there are people I tweeted something out, like apparently he hanged himself. Again, for audio listeners, hanged is in quotes. And someone said, hang on, you're putting that in quotes. You're, you're making it sound like a conspiracy. It's like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I literally, I mean, I'm trying to think of one I would believe in. I guess I believe in aliens, just like 
theoretically, because there are a lot of planets out there. I don't know if I believe that. You don't believe that aliens have come on Earth in Area 51? Is, yeah, and they uh, built the pyramids and stuff like okay, that. So yeah. I was like, I'm not a conspiracy yeah. theorist. I'm really not. But I don't no. think it's that crazy to say this is pretty Well, weird. it's like, okay, do you believe that no conspiracies exist, right? It's like, okay, what about the, the Gulf of Tonkin? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like there are literally, or the Bay of Pigs, you know, things that actually did happen yeah. that are conspiracies. Or just Watergate or something. Like that yeah. would have been a conspiracy back then. And that's Absolutely. What, like, so there are definitely people that conspire and most conspiracy theories i think you could put into like i just i hate how now the press and the, i guess people who are you know in google and youtube are making it seem like unless you go along completely with the prevailing media narrative then you're a conspiracy theorist yes like if you have any questions against what like they say is established truth conspiracy theorists you might as well be like wearing a tinfoil hat Hunting for Bigfoot. And YouTube will 100% uh, you know, attack your video. They will derank it because that's one of the things they specifically said they were talking about. It's conspiracy theory. Conspiracy. Yeah. So now. Conspiracy adjacent, even. Yeah. Like videos. now, so, for talking about this. So and rest being, in peace, this video. Yeah. But, skeptical about it. We're probably going to go to like YouTube prison. Um, and but, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some conspiracies about Epstein out there. We have a list of oh, some yeah, of the yeah. better ones. Um, this is from Fox. They say, uh, conspiracy theories swamp Jeffrey Epstein case from fringe and mainstream. Um, some of the ones they list, maybe Jeffrey Epstein, 66, isn't dead at all. Perhaps it was a body double left hanging by a bedsheet in the Metropolitan Correctional Center. Oh, maybe bedsheet was how they did it, or how he supposedly did it. Early Saturday, while the real Epstein headed back to his private pedophile island. Or perhaps a former U.S. president and his wife, who once sought the top job herself, sought to silence potentially explosive testimony by ordering a hit. I think that may be an allusion to the Clintons. Don't want to jump to any conclusions there. And may I just say for the record that I fully support the notion of the Clintons' innocence and their lovely, upstanding people. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. They continued, it was William Barr's Department of Justice that took him off suicide watch. Therefore, President Trump must have had a hand in the death. Are you crazy? It was the Russians. Oh no, the reason he was able to evade justice for so long was that he was an FBI informant. Wrong, so wrong they continued. Epstein was a foreign intelligence agent, the Mossad. Uh, the death of the disgraced multimillionaire in a New York federal prison has spawned a dizzying array of conspiracy theories. So I'm like, I don't know what happened, but I think it's totally reasonable. Like we never will. Yeah, I yeah. don't think we ever will. I don't think it makes it's crazy to have questions though. And I mean, like you mentioned before, I think this story is especially important to highlight because of things that Google is doing to stop the spread of conspiracy videos. Yeah. We are living in a reality where it's hard to even discuss this type of thing without potentially getting yourself on some sort of internet blacklist and, and labeled crazy. So hard, hard stuff. Uh, and I think the, the only thing bad about him being dead is that he's taking a lot of information with him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we continue. Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth, th those two crazy kids, thought they were going to make it. Uh, a while ago, a few weeks ago, we did a video on Miley Cyrus's statements that virginity is a social construct, as well as a bunch of the crazy marketing she was doing to promote her new album, which looks intersectional AF, by the way. It's really weird. Just though. actually insane. Yeah, like, like weird, like really strange. red gimp suit stuff. Yeah, toothed metal vaginas. Food eating and like, like. It looks gross. I don't know. Her whole persona right now just—it seems like she looks like she doesn't smell good to me. I don't know. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't look clean. That's a yeah. No, that's a very good way of describing. Yeah, I, it. I don't like, know. Yeah, it's not someone I would expect would have a lot of money. 
Yeah. That, that's one thing I think too. It's okay. <laughs> Just, you know. um, so we, we did that video and what I thought was funny is that so many of you guys in the comments, I was reading them, uh, were worried about Liam, Liam Hemsworth, who she married, I think last December. Um, he, by the way, is an actor who was in The Hunger Games and he was also in the, the reboot of Independence Day. It's Chris Hemsworth's brother. Yes, the better looking Hemsworth, but not the better looking Liam. <laughs> um, so a lot of people in those comments were saying stuff like, oh, Liam could do better. I don't know what Liam sees in her. Um, he needs to kind of cut his losses and go. And at first I got worried seeing those comments because I thought they were talking about you and me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually was like, why is everybody like it? Liam wasn't even in this video. Why is everyone being so mean to me? But no, they, they weren't talking about you. They were talking about Liam Hemsworth. So for everyone who was so concerned about Liam Hemsworth, uh, just just know that he actually they have split up. Um, mm -hmm. This that news hit a few days a few days ago, and I just want to say obviously we don't know Liam Hemsworth or Miley Cyrus. So anything we discuss here, like it's it's literally just stuff that's been in the press. We are and, the tabloids now. Yeah, we are the tabloids now. But I did I did want to talk about this because on this show we talk about dating, and something that often comes up is the question of. Should I date this person? Are we too different? Um, especially in regard to something like feminism. Uh, I think love can conquer a lot of differences. For sure. But yeah. I just want to say, and the reason why I think this story is relevant, is if the person you're interested in doesn't want to get married, and you do, if, you, if the person you're interested in doesn't want a monogamous relationship, and you do, uh, if they don't want children, and you do, there's some big ones that you you can't overcome, really. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of think you're wasting your time trying to convince them otherwise. Um, like, if you're at odds about the basic fundamentals in life with your partner, like, it's it's really hard to live your life with someone long term if, like, you don't agree what direction you're going. That's, mm -hmm. that's really hard. And, I mean, when it comes to Miley Cyrus, I just feel like there have been a ton of red flags that if you if you were a person who was looking to settle down, get married and have kids, uh, might have expressed that maybe she was not the person to do it with, is as gently as I can put it. Um, so like aside from the just like the wrecking ball, we can't stop weirdness because there's been a lot of weirdness with her, like the yeah. tongue sticking out craziness. And she was a child star, so it's almost like yeah, par for the course, you know, but... Yeah, they try to rebel and they go too far to prove that they are like a sexual being and it's, anyway, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but we, just just from within the past few months, we have some questionable quotes from the Daily Mail um, that have been highlighted uh, from their split. Okay, so where it all went wrong for Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> okay, they write, however, Miley's comments about not having babies with Liam in an interview with USL Magazine in July this year suggested not all was well in their romance. While the singer attributed her decision to the dangers of global warming, observers wondered whether there was more to the story. Miley said she refuses to reproduce until we live on an earth with fish in the water, while she also stated that she was very much still attracted to women and branded her marriage confusing, complex, and modern. I'm in a hetero relationship, but I still am very sexually attracted to women. I definitely don't fit into a stereotypical wife role. I don't even like that word. I think it's very confusing to people that I'm married, but my relationship is unique. And I don't know that I would ever publicly allow people in there because it's so complex and modern and new that I don't think we're in a place where people would get it. I mean, do people really think that I'm at home in an apron cooking dinner? I'm in a hetero relationship, but I still am very sexually attracted to women. 
I made a partner decision. This is the person I feel has my back the most. I definitely don't fit into a stereotypical wife role. I don't even like that word. Obviously very excited and happy yeah. about her marriage. Just, you know, nothing but positive things to say about it. Uh, they continue, the climb star has been open about being... Qu quotes about being queer in a hetero relationship and described her marriage as a new age man the uh, daily mail really needs to get a copy editor tim pool mentions that sometimes but they really do <laughs> okay she said in vanity fair's march issue the reason that people get married sometimes can be old-fashioned but i think the reason we got married isn't old-fashioned i actually think it's kind of new age we're redefining to be frank what it looks like for someone that's a queer person like myself to be in a hetero relationship a big part of my pride and my identity is being a queer person. What I preach is people fall in love with people, not gender, not looks, not whatever. What I'm in love with exists almost on a spiritual level. It has nothing to do with sexuality, relationships, and partnerships in a new generation. I don't think they have so much to do with sexuality or gender. And then contra to contrast this, uh, on their union, the Hunger Games actor Liam Hemsworth admitted that while he was lucky to be with Miley, marriage made their relationship feel different. All right, so you... Like, if you spend that much time kind of qualifying your relationship and talking about how you, you still are attracted to all these other people and that your marriage isn't, like, a regular marriage, maybe marriage isn't for you. Like, if you're married to someone, you shouldn't spend that much time talking about all the other people you're attracted to. Even if you are a buyer, gay, straight, whatever, it's just, it's weird. Like, you're married. Yeah. She came across as super unstable to me as well. Yeah. Re repeating the same things over again. And, yeah, it just felt... Like, like, who are you trying away. to like, you know, like, justify your marriage to? Like, us or yourself? It just didn't uh, seem... Very intellectual, too articulate. Some swearing in there that we yeah. bleeped out and then <laughs> and skipped. It was just like, a, it's not a good look. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Trying to downplay your monogamy, your commitment to your husband, and trying to play up your sexual openness. Like, I, I feel like I almost don't need to say this, but... If you're in the beginning stages of a relationship with a person and all they're saying is stuff like this about how, I mean, A, they don't want to have children until there's fish in the water. I am worried about the oceans as well, but I do want to point out there are currently some fish in the water. Um, mm. It's just, this isn't someone who it's a good idea to settle down with. And again, we don't know Miley Cyrus or Liam Hemsworth, um, but a lot of the people, when this news broke, I was looking in the comments, they're all like, yeah, he could do better. Like, good. Oh, I, absolutely. I, I don't even find her very attractive for a celebrity. Her eyes thing. are too close together. She's got something going on. Like, there was always something about her face. And I actually, like, I, I took art. So I know the proportion stuff are supposed to be. Her eyes are too close together. That's what it is. But anyway. Um, so, I mean, divorce is always sad. It's, like, it happens well, way too that's often. That's what I but... think. It's like, people are saying, oh, he dodged a bullet. And I'm like, no, he didn't dodge a bullet. He got shot. And survive. Hey, he's going to survive. You yeah. know, he's getting out of it, I guess. Because they did but, get married. Yeah, the idea. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. literally married her. And to say that he's without fault in this, I think, is like like he's the innocent one. And she's like the. Yeah, like, I mean, so you know, if you're not as familiar with Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth as I am, having grown up reading with like J14 magazine. So they started dating like 10 years ago, I think when she was like 16 or something like that. And so they've been on and off for like 10 years. So. I kind of see it from his perspective. Like if it's like your first serious girlfriend, kind of like a high school sweetheart, your high school sweetheart, and you really do love them. I, I, I can understand. I can imagine why it would be hard to break away from them, even though you see them doing all of this crazy weird stuff. Potentially, especially if you're a celebrity where they often end up marrying other celebrities and being mm -hmm. friends with other celebrities simply because they're the only people that treat them, them normal, like, like, normal. like regular yeah. people. Right. Which is what everybody wants to be treated like. Yeah. Um, so um, 
I, I mean, I understand. I I can sympathize to some degree, but just you know, he could have not gotten shot. As yeah, what I think I, and I think like there are again, this is just rumors, but there are reports that his family didn't like her either. And it's like mm. obviously, like if my son brought someone like Miley Cyrus home, uh uh-uh. uh, uh uh, like I don't like, I know it's touchy like being a parent and trying to navigate the whole. I don't like my my child's like significant other thing, but it's like that would not happen. That would not happen. I'm sorry, future child of mine, but it's like you you're gonna have standards. Um, yeah. So some people were shocked by this news. Some of the fans were upset. Again, this is super sad for them. I don't know how you can be surprised at all by this. By the way, I think they were married like seven months. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Or yeah. something. Oh, and by the way, another thing is that. The day before the official news of their split was released by their PR firm, she was photographed making out with a, a, a female celebrity mm. who I'm not familiar with. But it's like, it's probably not the best taste to do that. Maybe they've been like broken up longer than just when the announcement is like, I'm guessing that there was a lead up to this, but it's still like, it's, it's not the best optics to just uh, immediately, actually a little bit before just be macking on Well, someone. it might have even been what? was the catalyst for releasing the announcement. You yeah, know, maybe. Like, oh, well, she's out there. Um, so I guess Miley. moral of the story, uh, just stay away from crazy guys, girls, anybody, date with purpose. Don't be afraid to say what we yeah. want is just too different. Because I know it's like we're our culture, we're always told like, no, love conquers all, doesn't matter. Uh, you can be picky about who you date. It's mm-hmm. totally acceptable. If there's one area where you should be picky about, I would say that it is dating. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Liam Liam Hemsworth sucks to suck. I hope you find someone that's nice. I'm you're a good looking celebrity guy. You're gonna be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be fine. Miley Cyrus, I don't. It's it's almost like a train, like a you know rubbernecking when there's a car accident, and even the traffic on the other side of the street slows down because people are like enthralled and they want to look to see if they see anything gross. That's how I kind of relate to her. But anyway, uh, our final story is memes and how they radicalize people. Yes, this is this is a thing. Uh, so white supremacy, white nationalism, they're big talking points nowadays. I feel like they're in the news all the time. Like it's not yeah. just us who talk about it a lot. CNN, MSNBC, Vox, they're all talking about white nationalism, white supremacy, I feel like every other day. Um, so people have blamed Trump among things, right-wing politics in general. But there's this one Twitter thread. And uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with the person who wrote this, but she's verified for whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, this went viral, like, I think over 100,000 likes. Yes. Yeah, it was um, pretty popular. So th- she's a concerned mom, and she is seeming to suggest that really this white nationalism, it, it all starts with memes, and, and we're going to go through it. All right. So she starts, do you have white teenage sons? Listen up. I've been watching my boys' online behavior and noticed that social media and vloggers are actively laying groundwork in white teens to turn them into alt-right slash white supremacists. Here's how. Okay, so first off, can you imagine, like, do you have black sons? Listen up. This is how gangs start. Could you imagine? People would freak out. So it's like the idea that any white male on the internet is, like, just kind of on the edge of becoming a white supremacist. Really? Yeah, and it's okay to criticize the group of whites, but, yeah, but as opposed to any other group. Virtually. Yeah, you can't talk about yeah. like, like black parenting. Mm-hmm. Bad. Like you can't, but like when it's white people, just lay on in. Okay, so she says, "Here's how." Also, can we just point out in her avatar, she has like, "Can I see your manager hair?" I don't know if you guys can see that, but it's 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 definitely the look. All right. So she says, 
It's a system I believe is purposely created to disillusion white boys away from progressive slash liberal perspective. The, the correct position. Yeah, exactly. Well, that goes without saying. Yeah. Yeah. First, the boys are inundated by memes featuring subtly racist, sexist, homophobic, anti-Semitic jokes. Being kids, they don't see the nuance and repeat slash share. So it all starts with the memes. Mm -hmm. Those racist jokes. That's how they are fomenting white supremacy online. Okay, then they're called out for these jokes slash phrases slash memes by parents, teachers, kids, mostly girls at school and online. So the girls are the good the gatekeepers are the of virtue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, trying to steer these young boys away from white supremacy. They're just not listening. Uh, the boys then feel shame and embarrassment, and shame is the force that I believe leads people to their worst decisions. They become incels. Yeah, and that that's the thing. Like when people are criticized for sharing jokes or, or memes i don't think i don't think it's shame that they feel because i i get criticized for being racist sexist etc a lot it's not shame that i feel when people call me that it's frustration frustration that i have to live with these people but i'm not ashamed of what i've done because i haven't mm -hmm. done anything wrong and from the sounds of it if you've just shared a meme that is like maybe edgy humor in and of itself that is nothing wrong right um she continues, the second step is the boys consuming media with the people are too sensitive and you can't say anything anymore themes. Okay, but you've literally made a thread about how white supremacy starts and you've started with jokes. Like, I don't know how else to frame that than you are too sensitive. Mm -hmm. uh, for these boys, this will ring true. They're getting in trouble for nothing. Yes, this narrative allows boys to shed the shame, replacing it with anger. And who is their anger with? Women, feminists, liberals, people of color, gay folks, etc., etc., so-called snowflakes. And nobody is there to dismantle the snowflake fallacy. These boys are being set up. They're placed like baseballs on a tee and hit right out of the park. And nobody seems to notice this happening, except, it seems, moms of teenage girls who see the bizarre harassment their daughters endure, and, of course, moms like me who stalk our son's social media. These are often boys from progressive or moderate families, but their online behavior and viewing habits are often ignored. Here's an early red flag. If your kid says triggered as a joke referring to people being sensitive, he's already being exposed and on his way, intervene. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, so look through his Instagram explore screen with him. Explain what's underlying those memes. Explain why triggered isn't a joke. What a PTSD trigger is actually like. Evoke empathy without shaming him. But we're not too sensitive. Yeah. And like that's the thing. Like the fact that she thinks that when people make fun of the term triggered, they're laughing at people with actual PTSD. That goes to show she has no idea what she's talking about. I, I'm sure she has the best of intentions, but she she has no clue what she is talking about. Um, the people who are demeaning the term triggered aren't the people who make fun of the snowflakes. It's the people who claim to be psychologically triggered uh, by by things like, I mean, I don't know, uh, Trump or holding the door if you're a man holding the door. door yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like those are the people who don't understand what an actual trigger is, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I mean, the Democratic Socialist Convention they mention what is it? Extreme smells as a possible trigger. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's like these are the people who you need to have this talk with, not the people who make fun of the people who are taking this too far. 
Yeah, she says, remind him, you know he's a good person, but explain how propaganda works. Propaganda makes extreme points of view seem normal by small amounts of exposure over time, all for the purpose of converting people to more extremist points of view. Use my baseball analogy if you want to. Tell your son that he doesn't have to be anybody's fool. Except yours. Yeah, just our fool. You just yes. believe what, what we say. Don't believe these other propagandists. Believe our propaganda. Um, you can also watch political comedy shows with him, like Trevor Noah, John Oliver, Hassan Minhaj, and talk about what makes their jokes funny. Who are the butt of the jokes? Do they punch up or down? Because that's the first thing I think of when I'm like looking for humor and jokes. I always like have to, I read it and then I analyze, all right, who's the butt of this joke? Is it punching up or punching down? Yeah. Is it appropriately intersectional? Okay, check, check, check. Okay, then I can laugh. It's a, it's a really good program. It's really funny. That's why we need to explain the jokes. Yeah. That's um, how you know good humor. And also, like, of course, she's referring to they punch up because they're punching at Trump, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, the amount of times I've heard them talk about the flyover states, like their their cesspools of like, yeah. a, you know, because and they are to to those people. They, they really are. Is the yeah. thing. So to say that they'd never punch down is is obviously ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean, frankly, if we're going to be completely honest, people like Trevor Noah, John Oliver, I I don't know really Simon Hatch, I don't know his jokes, but. Like these late night comedians who call everybody who wants border control a white supremacist, these people are not the type of people who turn anyone away from white supremacy, right? If anything, Absolutely. I would say they're they're culpable in this. And that's what she really doesn't seem to understand what these kids actually are doing online because, well, we'll finish this. She says, show them that progressive comedy isn't about being politically correct or safe. It's often about exposing oppressive systems, which is the furth furthest thing from safe or delicate as you can get. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah You're so that's, brave for that's what's so making funny. jokes at Trump's expense, right? Yeah, it's so brave. Yeah. Just brave. Okay, disprove this snowflake garbage once and for all. Ask your son, who is more of a delicate snowflake? The person who gets offended by racism slash sexism and actively wants to help end bigotry? Yeah, because that's that's the <laughs> that's the dichotomy there. Right, exactly. Or the, the person. The other choice is this one. Yeah. Coming up. Or the person who is offended by people saying happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. Ah. Uh, thank you, Joanna, for your insight. All right, so I maybe she's been on her son's like Instagram page and seen what kind of photos he likes. Instagram is not where people are radicalized. Okay, if you actually want to understand how white supremacy kind of grows, I would say like go on 4chan. Go, go on poll. You can see these threads. Um, white nationalists and white supremacists nowadays, they're not just like converting people with memes. I mean, meme warfare is like, it's a meme at this point. But if, if you actually want to discuss white supremacy, white nationalism, why it's roping some people in, um, I, I don't think we can address this without talking about like the racial hatred and division that's constantly being foment fomented by the media and pop culture like i'm sorry yeah. you can't expose like these white boys to people talking about black identity hispanic identity yeah wakanda forever and uh, wakanda forever white white guilt is the problem of all yeah things, and then know, expect them to never even imagine what white identity would be like i'm sorry yeah. like you either you encourage the notion of racial identity or you don't and you people are encouraging it like i don't 
I don't know why you're surprised by this at all. Yes. Um, and that, that's exactly what they talk about so often. These actual white nationalists is the double standard. So it's like if you want to kind of chip away at their arguments, then stop enforcing that double standard, right? Yeah, well, that's literally that is their argument. Is yes. That we need a group of people that's, that, you know. Like no one's looking out for our interests. You know, right. you have the Black Caucus. You have like a, you know, Hispanic groups up the wazoo. What about white people? You can't address white supremacy just by saying okay no more jokes because that's yes. not what their that's not what their problem is with society that's what i found so ironic about her saying it's often about ex exposing oppressive systems right and there's that famous quote about if you want to know who rules you see who you can't criticize exactly you know it's like you you have literally created an oppressive system that dictates what kind of speech you can and cannot use mm -hmm. but you're saying that your system is exposing oppressive systems yeah. it's it's like a that's like she doesn't even argument. yeah she doesn't even see like the lens that she like yes. she's i don't know been it's subjected to it is it is very ironic um you know additionally like if if joanne actually oh sorry joanna uh, actually wanted to dismantle white supremacy and address white nationalism then you should address the arguments that they make right because again it's not all about the memes okay if you go on 4chan um there are actual problems real problems in society that these white nationalists and white supremacists are exploiting. Okay, so I'm saying that there are real problems that exist and they're framing things in such a way to make people believe that white nationalism is the only way forward, which of course it's not, but you don't get that message to them by pretending that those problems don't exist at all. I'm gonna, like, one example is immigration, right? I think immigration and border control, we need to talk about this, this is a huge problem. Um, there are people now on the left who are making it seem like any form of immigration control is akin to white supremacy and white uh, yeah, nationalism. Yeah. That position helps the white supremacists and the white nationalists because, frankly, border control is the reasonable stance, right? And if, if we want to actually combat what these people are trying to spread, we need to, I mean, let these young men know that, hey, it is possible to have border control without being a white nationalist, right? It is possible to, you know, screen the people who come into your country based on merit and have, uh, you know, hardworking immigrants who contribute to society of different colors um, that aren't just come coming over to, I guess, exploit any type of welfare or something like that. Like, these are conversations we can have. It's not as if the white supremacist or white nationalist argument is the correct one. Therefore, we need to be afraid of it. Like, we actually don't. Obviously, they're wrong. And it's just... I don't know if she's just naive by pretending it's it's all about the memes uh, or I don't know if she she thinks this is like this is actually where it starts like the first um, weakness in the chain. I don't know, but it's it's frustrating seeing how popular this thread got because I think, you know, all this time we spend arguing over what jokes are racist or what jokes are sexist um, that helps stop the spread of white nationalism, not at all. And not only that, but by demonizing an entire group, white teenage boys, yeah, you are making it worse. I think so, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. you're you're ostracizing, ostracizing these people, making them feel like the other, just not helpful at all, which is too bad. Um, but in any case, we're about to wrap up. Before we go, I did just want to remind everybody that Labor Day weekend, we are going to be at the Mines IRL conference in Pittman, New Jersey. Tickets are still on sale. Uh, you can get yours, uh, I think it's 10% off using mm -hmm. the code Lauren. You can go to IRL.Mines.com. Um, I'm going to be on two panels. We're both going to be there. People like Tim Poole, Blair White, uh, Sargon. It's just going to be a good time. We really hope to see you around if you're in the mm -hmm. area. 
But what about the PPC event? What do you, oh, yeah. yeah. And um, if you are in the Montreal area as well, there is going to be a PPC, so People's Party of Canada fundraising event. Um, Maxime Bernier is going to be in attendance. Uh, I am also going to be in attendance just as like someone who supports and want to go, wants to go. Um, You can buy tickets on the PPC's website or go to my Twitter at the Lauren Chen. Links are there. And yeah, if, if you're in the area, I would love to meet you and be able to talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think... I think that's it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're watching live, be sure to stay on the stream because we're going to be back in just a few seconds with some exclusive Q&A. But aside from that, we'll see you next time.